We warned you it was coming. In 2021, we told you that the COVID-driven economic boom was just an illusion built on free debt. And as soon as central banks began charging for it, the economy would implode. Fast forward to today, the Fed has brought interest rates to 4.5%, and the markets are barely holding up. Tech is nearly back to pre-COVID levels, but with hundreds of thousands of layoffs. Meanwhile, crypto has wiped out over $2 trillion worth of investor wealth. But the real threat goes beyond crypto and tech. This rapid flip from extreme monetary loosening to even more extreme tightening has put millions into a debt trap. A debt trap that's bound to culminate in a major wealth transfer. The good news is, if you act wisely now, you still have time to be on the right side of this trade. All of the money printing during COVID brought two dire consequences. First and foremost, it sank the world into more debt than ever while fostering a false sense of security. It fooled people into thinking that, somehow, money was free, that we could collectively print our way out of any crisis. It worked in 2008, so it must continue to work now, right? As a result of being accustomed to low rates and free money, people took every windfall and splashed it around with reckless abandon. Take a look at how the leap in savings from stimulus quickly melted away throughout the last two years. All this money was YOLO'd away on crypto, meme stocks, and other frivolous stuff, such as Lamborghinis and you name it. The free money turned the younger generation into gamblers who'd risk it all at a shot of wealth without much care for losing it all. And why should they care? The youth and the young should take risks, especially when most of that money came from the treasury with no strings attached. At least, that's what they were led to believe. But little did they know, the free money would be due much sooner than expected. After a few years of multi-trillion dollar money printing, the world is experiencing the highest inflation in 50 years. Prices for essential stuff like housing, gas, used cars, and food has increased by double digits. Imagine the pinch of raising kids when a meal at school costs more than 300% than it did a year ago. Not only have most stimulus dollars been spent, but the remainder won't go nearly as far anymore. So how do people make ends meet? Well, they borrow more. Take a look at how credit card debt is blowing through the roof as savings fizzle out. And that money is no longer free. In fact, it's costing more than it has in three decades. Take a look at the average credit card interest rates. And according to Bankrate, credit cards now charge the highest interest on record. Meanwhile, in just a year, mortgage rates have increased to the highest level in two decades. Now, that's an insane increase in debt service costs. A few years back, a $500,000 house would have cost you $2,000 a month on a 30-year fixed mortgage. That same house now? Well, it's going to set you back about $3,200 a month. It's no wonder people have burned through savings and now have the smallest cash cushion since 1960. According to a 2009 study published in the European Journal of Social Psychology, it takes 18 to 254 days for a person to form a new habit. So, it should come as no surprise that we've grown accustomed to next to zero interest rates. We've had over 10 years of it. So far, delinquency rates are what many pundits call normalizing. For example, credit card defaults across major banks have jumped, on average, 30% this year. Yet, they're still low compared to pre-pandemic levels. That's because right now, 
people can still borrow to cover that debt. Despite the predatory rates, Americans are taking on more credit card debt than ever. Perhaps they believe things will indeed normalize. But what will happen when layoffs expand from relatively small tech sectors to sectors that actually affect the average American? What will happen when central banks raise rates even more? People won't be able to take out more debt, and this vicious cycle will hit a dead end. That's when a tsunami of defaults, from credit cards to cars and mortgages, will come thundering in. Which brings me back to the central thesis of this letter. If you're trapped in 20% APR debt, and know that if you don't pay it back soon enough, it's going to grow like mold, what do you do? Well, assuming you're financially literate, you do everything possible to eliminate that debt. You might auction off your car. You might list your house and downsize to a smaller condo or rental. You could even cash out your 401ks or IRAs. Just as people piled into stocks when money was free, they may have to sell them now that everything's become unbearably expensive. If this happens, the stock market will sell off further. In fact, it's already happening. Just take a look at Tesla and Meta, two of the biggest companies in the world, which are down around 60% from their peak in late 2021. And guess who will be there to snap up the bargains? That's right, the elites. Have you seen how much money is sitting on the sidelines on Wall Street? A little short of $5 trillion, an all-time record. Wall Street knows a breaking point in this debt cycle is near, as do big tech, hence all the layoffs that you've been seeing. And they're diligently accumulating cash to take advantage of this coming onslaught of bargains. Just ask Berkshire's Charlie Munger. Meanwhile, they're buying up real assets and dividend-paying instruments such as REITs, REITs, which are backed by real assets. They know that the have-nots who are strapped for cash will soon flood the market with sell orders to cover their debt. But contrary to what many expect, the Fed won't reach out a helping hand this time. Many people, many believe that interest rates will tumble as soon as we enter a recession. The logic is that government won't be able to service its debt at these rates, and the Fed will feel political pressure to cut them. What they're missing is that government isn't a household, nor is it running its books like one. For example, unlike you and me, the government doesn't rely on what it brings in to pay its debt. That wouldn't be possible, considering the U.S. national budget has been in deficit for more than two decades. Imagine if you were running your household like that. So how does the government get around it? It's pretty simple. They borrow more to cover the interest on that debt. Then they settle the principal by debasing the currency. Or inflation. Think of it as credit card churning only on a federal level. That's why, as we revealed in our last letter, the government's big plan, the government doesn't intend to stop inflation at all. In fact, if there's no inflation, there's no way to debase the principal on federal debt. That explains why the Fed has unofficially increased its inflation target from 2 to 4% plus. If you don't understand this, check the link below, read our previous letter, we've got it linked there. Now, what happens when inflation becomes permanently higher? Well, the Fed will have to keep raising rates to sell treasury debt. Otherwise, treasuries will yield less than they'd lose to currency depreciation, which will turn off investors, obviously, and the treasury won't be able to borrow more. But wait, isn't there a debt ceiling to prevent such debt churning? In theory, there's a legislated limit. But as we all know, it's just a formality. In fact, Congress has raised it 78 times already, from approximately $300 billion to $31.4 trillion today. And they plan on doing it again. Meanwhile, 
they can always cut back on Social Security for retirees and the disabled. I've said it many times, and I'll say it again. Inflation is a tax in disguise. It's a tax for the government's reckless spending paid for by those who least benefit from it. Those who've got the cash on hand collect that tax, and those who are strapped are destined to pay it. This is why inflation has caused the biggest wealth disparities throughout history, and it will again. I hope you followed my advice throughout the last decade and made enough cash in the stock market. If not, start saving now, pay off debt immediately as you can, because it's not too late. Right now, cash is getting pretty darn expensive, but if you deploy it wisely, this decade will bring investment opportunities that can set you up for life. More on that in future letters. Seek the truth and be prepared.